0: The Adam Smith Awards are globally recognised as the industry benchmark for best practice and innovation in corporate treasury. Throughout this dedicated series, we take a deep dive into each of the winning solutions in conversation with the creators themselves. Hello, I'm Meg Coates, Joint Publisher and Head of Operations at the Treasury Today Group. we take a look at the overall and highly commended winners in our Best Transaction Management category. A new category for 2022 to incorporate any solution which demonstrates how the company manages or forecasts its cash, manages working capital and makes and receives payments. It might show how a hybrid or virtual account structure has been implemented or support a full regional treasury centre in-house bank or shared service centre, APIs and or on behalf of structures. Our overall winner demonstrates an impressive payback following a five-year journey, whilst our highly commended winners show substantial working capital benefits and an end-to-end solution for online marketplace.
1: Hi, I'm Magnus Atov. I'm head of digital transformation and financial risk management for Ericsson. I would say winning the Anna Smith Award uh, is a great boost to get the external recognition of something which has been a long and hard work for across the organization. And uh, one should recognize that we were running this over five years and in multiple projects. So I think. It is the best way to wrap up and recognize uh, how far all the efforts have brought us. We started in a strategy session back in 2016 and envisaging what a wanted position would be for us. So we were recognizing both the geographical spread that we have. Uh, We are in over 180 countries. We have regulatory differences. We have multiple uh, banks. And also at at the time, the banks were retracting from many countries. To that, we saw the digital evolution coming and and, uh, saw the the benefits that that uh, would give us. So... Based on that, we, uh, we identified there was a lot of gaps from delivering a best-in-class liquidity management and financial risk management to all legal entities and in all countries. So as a next step, we brought this into a program. So we logically split it in, uh, the requirements or needs into projects, assignments, based on a hypothesis to allow them to run independently. Now, these projects were, of course. I mean, we had to coordinate them to ensure that both that, as they were running forwards, we wouldn't have overlaps, uh, and also that we adapted new insights that we got to uh, to check the hypothesis that we were moving towards. And the large building blocks that we had was one was um, an in-house bank solution, uh, cash management solution, FX platforms, and integration. Organizational changes and, and lastly, analytics. We managed the, the program with a professional program manager as well as project managers, and that is to uh, ensure that, that we uh, maintain progress and speed. What we also did was to identify KPIs for the program, focusing on the PL impact and, and PL improvements and that was primarily to measure the traction that we had over time and i think that one key feature that we had was also to be clear to the organisation and and the and the people involved in in, in this was that we were clearly working towards a positive business case rather than a saving programme and that i think was key to have uh, buy in from the large part of uh, of the organization. I think running a program this size and over the, uh, this time, I think the learnings that, that we've had is that flexibility uh, is really crucial in this because we, we will need to change priority between projects uh, over time, looking at which ones are able to move forward, which ones are stalled in waiting stages. And that's primarily due to external uh, factors that is preventing one project to move forward. And then we could use the project members on other projects in in the meantime. So we don't waste time or, or efforts in, in projects that are not moving forward. I think communication is another area. I don't think it's possible to, to communicate too much. I think um continuously updating on where the project is moving ahead where it's not moving ahead because some people um in the organization might only see the things that are stalling they by allowing them to see what is moving ahead we could find resources uh, for those projects so I think communication was uh, was absolutely key um the last thing I i think it's is to get uh, buy-in uh, again from from organisation is it's also to be open to really anyone showing interest to be part of the uh, of the project and i think that is one way to uh, create an uh, both growth for individuals and also an inclusive environment
0: and now it's time for a word from their partner
2: My name is Raymond Pereira. I'm part of the electronic FX team here at Citibank. And we help our clients automate their global FX risk management processes. The way we helped Ericsson was um, uh, using CDFX Pulse, our global risk management platform. Ericsson embarked on a uh, quite ambitious digitalization and centralization project a few years back. And as part of that project, uh, both on the cash management side and on the FX risk management side, they had to be collaboration. So while on the cash management side, the connectivity and the platform was already in place, on the uh, FX risk management side, the Ericsson team wanted something that could help them manage their risk uh, on behalf of uh, 40-plus entities. And this is where CDFX Pulse came in. Uh, The platform is available in more than 80 markets, and City's ability to provide uh, Ericsson team a central platform to deal on behalf of the entities uh, proved key in enabling their centralization and uh, automation objectives. Apart from providing the effects risk management platform to the Ericsson team, the key was also making sure that uh, the end-to-end process was automated. So City collaborated with Ericsson's uh, operations and back-office teams in order to understand uh, what were the processes that were manual and that needed more automation. So CT put in place a global uh, straight-through processing for all FX trades that were done globally uh, straight into Ericsson's uh, treasury management system. What this allowed Ericsson to do was to track all FX that was done globally, uh, whether it was done independently or as a part of a payment, so that they had full visibility on all their flows uh, that were processed on behalf of their entities. And I think this was really the key in making sure that um, Ericsson are not only able to automate it, but had full visibility of the effects.
0: Next up, the highly commended award in this category.
3: My name is Marc Parenteau. I'm uh, the Vice President, Treasury, North America for L'Oréal. So I'm covering L'Oréal USA, the US, Canada and Salon Centric, which is an affiliate of loreal
4: Hi, my name is Jody Fountain. I'm the Vice President of e-commerce for Salon Centric, which is the B2B distribution arm of L'Oréal. We began on this journey of marketplace, and the project took us about 15 months. We had over 50 stakeholders that helped to bring this project to life. So it was quite a complex project. It was the first of its kind for L'Oréal. So I can definitely say that both myself, The team and the organization is incredibly proud of what we were able to achieve in partnership with J.P. Morgan.
3: For my team, the treasury team, uh, you know, treasury is uh, the way I I, I see it is often uh, not a department that we talk about often unless there's a problem. And it was nice this time around to be part of a solution and to be at the forefront of the solution as well to uh, be able to allow Salon Centric to go into that direction and to to expand our footprint with our uh, partners, vendors, and to grow the business. For us, the the biggest challenge was to be out of the flow of funds. Since we are inviting uh, third-party vendors on our websites to sell to our clients, we didn't want to be involved in collecting and remitting the funds to third party vendors. It is a highly regulated industry in the United States and regulations vary from state to state as well. So we didn't have the bandwidth or expertise to manage that and we didn't want to develop it either. So we had to find a solution and with the help of uh, of JP Morgan, so we were able to implement a mechanism where we are not in the flow of funds. So all the funds are our funds, SoundCentrics, and the third-party vendors' funds are deposited into a sponsored account that belongs to J.P. Morgan, and we have a solution that manages the payouts to the third-party vendors and to SoundCentric, obviously, from out of that sponsored account.
4: Yeah, just to reiterate what Mark said, I, I'll, I'll say from the business perspective Um, we certainly had to quickly upskill ourselves um, and really rely on our treasury experts like Mark and his team to help guide us through this funds flow process and really helping to understand what these limitations and regulations were. You know, from the business perspective, we had a strong view um, on what that customer experience should look like. And so it was really about helping us to really understand what these limitations were partnering very closely with our treasury team to really help guide, to make sure that we were making good decisions, um, in this process. And then of course, you know, the partnership with JP Morgan coming in to help land the plane, so to speak for us. Um, yeah, that was probably our biggest challenge, certainly from the business perspective
3: i think like the project was different for us for my team in general because you know in treasury when you have uh, you implement new products new solutions the, the way you prepare and the way you implement and the way you close a project is pretty much always the same right we follow a recipe if i can say here it was complete something that is completely out of our comfort zone Very different than what we have ever done, and I think the biggest learning is that you're never to prepare for it. Um, You know, throughout the process, I mean, it was a it was a a relatively long process where you know we were actively involved in implementing the solution. It was a good six seven months, I would say, um, just for the implementation. So the technical aspect of it, the documentation aspect of it, was. Was something that we have never seen before. And we, I think we estimated that it would take less time. But as you drill down into the details, you come across so many new issues that you have never uh, had to deal with that, you know, the coming up with the final solution was challenging at time. So I think it's really for me is when you're going to something that is really, really, really new. It's really to dig in and drill down and ask all the questions that you can think of uh, because there are good chances that something is going to come up eventually down the road. So I think that's the biggest learning item out of there for me is that when you're out of your comfort zone, you need to be even more on the ball, if I can say, to try to anticipate what can go wrong.
4: I think Mark, you know, really hit the nail on the head. I think certainly... This was what I would say in my experience um, at Salon Centric, probably one of the most complex projects I've ever had the privilege to work on. Um, I mentioned earlier, you know, digital transformation and innovation. Um, I think the complexities, I would have loved to have been able to anticipate some of the curveballs a little bit better. Um, But in addition to some of the technical complexities, right? We were also working with a large stakeholder group. It was roughly 50 individuals across multiple countries. So really helping to mobilize the teams and provide clear direction um, as things were constantly moving in different directions um, and being able to to really land to the project um, at the end. So I, I agree with what Mark is saying. It was incredibly complex. And I think we, You know, I would have loved to have um, estimated that a little bit better if I, you know, in hindsight, could go back.
0: And now it's time for a word from their partner.
5: Hi, I'm Manish Jain, Global Head of Consumer Retail Industries for J.P. Morgan Chase's payments business. L'Oreal is the world's largest cosmetics company. To help purchasing professional beauty supplies easier and to provide advice and insights, that help licensed beauty professionals build successful businesses, L'Oréal created SalonCentric, the premier distributor of salon professional products in the US. SalonCentric operates more than 580 physical stores in the 48 US states, has more than 400 salon business partners, and serves as one of the largest online business-to-business e-commerce platforms in the professional beauty industry. However, L'Oreal saw the opportunity for a broader marketplace with a wider range of products that salon owners and stylists need to run and grow their businesses. This led to the development of salon-centric marketplace. The salon-centric marketplace looked to achieve two objectives. One, to build on the long-term partnership established between salon professionals and salon-centric, providing convenient access to wider selection of products and services, such as salon equipments, shears, salon supplies, appliances like coffee makers, business software, and more. And two, to support L'Oreal to expand its business growth opportunities. While launching Salon Centric, L'Oreal had a few key requirements in mind. They wanted to keep Salon Centric out of funds flow for third-party seller settlements since money transmission is highly regulated activity both by individual states and the U.S. federal government. Additionally, they didn't want to store the bank information of third-party sellers where the funds were to be remitted, and they wanted a service provider who could integrate with their marketplace technology provider. JP Morgan took the full end-to-end solution approach in meeting these needs. We worked very closely with their treasury, legal, and accounting team to put together the right accounting structure and to ensure that at every step of the solution, L'Oreal was never in the funds flow. We also used our merchant acquiring capabilities to collect funds and our concourse platform to remit funds to the third-party sellers. Salon Centric has a complex structure that includes Salesforce Commerce for order capture, SAP for inventory management and invoice management, and Miracle for third-party catalog, pricing and order management. JP Morgan worked very closely with all these teams to deliver a very robust third-party seller experience. The key elements of this solution are a very innovative account structure that kept L'Oreal out of the funds flow, Chase Merchant Services to collect funds from salons, concourse platform that provides a customizable experience to third-party sellers to capture their account information, remit the funds to these accounts, and provide historical information of all remittances to the third-party sellers. Account Validation Service to validate that accounts provided by third-party sellers are valid and a robust set of APIs to integrate with Miracle. The innovative initiative put in place is a full end-to-end solution for the new salon-centric marketplace. The e-commerce site uses J.P. Morgan's merchant services platform to receive funds from customers who have registered with this closed access marketplace. Following purchase, funds are settled into a sponsored account that keeps salon-centric, out of the fund flow. Miracle keeps track of all the sales of third-party products and the seller settlement amount, less the commission. Third-party sellers are onboarded on JPMorgan's concourse platform to validate and store bank account information and enroll them in auto-pay for settlement. Third-party fund settlement information is sent to JPMorgan via state-of-the-art APIs. Once settlement instructions are received, The bank settles the amount from sponsored account to third party's bank account. Salon-centric marketplace credit card purchases are processed through Chase Merchant Services. The seller is then paid by ACH using Concourse. Salon-centric expects to have 100 sellers onboarded to the new marketplace by the year end, and the expectation is that it will grow to 700 at the end of five years.